Cherry Pop Horror. Hello, 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 and welcome to Cherry Pop Horror, the horror movie podcast where it's always someone's first time. I'm Jacob, and in this show we tackle all things horror, be they your classic slashes, gore fests, monster flicks, kids horror, animated, basically, if it's got enough horror themes to it, we'll give it a watch. If you've seen the movie before, just sit back and relax. If not, don't worry, we're going to be running through the plot, talking about what we liked, what we didn't like, and just generally having a good laugh. If you'd like to get in on the discussion, send us an email, cherrypophorror at gmail.com. That's all one word. All right, here we go. I feel the icy breath of death upon my neck. the ground on which you stand. Wendy! I'm The floor is quicker than the sand. She still doesn't understand what you're dealing with me. Perfect. There it goes. Bert! They're under the ground! They're under the This species were fundamentally insane. Can I speak to Annabelle? More two of us in a room with big sides and start dreaming up reasons to kill one another. I'm sorry? Rubs the lotion on its skin or else There's little parts of us scattered throughout the world, flashes of memories that paint the pictures of our lives. Every moment is like part of a jigsaw puzzle waiting to be waiting to be put into place amongst the rest. Memories like pictures, memories like home videos, some only seconds long that make us who we are. I'll always recall tomato soup and sesame street in a house I can't remember the rooms to. The film that used to play in my head of the place I remember living in before moving to where I spent the majority of my childhood is now just a picture. A beautiful house, huge, or that's how it is in my head anyway. Its front covered completely in vines like the picturesque house of a fairy tale. I'll always remember that house, though I have no doubt it's long forgotten me. Hello, Jake, and welcome back to Cherry Pop Horror, actually. Thank you. <laughs> so, what's your favourite type of documentary? I love the Louis Thoreau Wacky Weekends. The what now? Excuse me? Louis- <laughs> <laughs> have you never seen them? No, what's this? You, you know Louis Thoreau? The name rings a bell, but he, I can't. He's like the English dude. Right. And okay. he his documentaries is he'll go ask people questions okay. and just stay deadpan whilst they explain just how mental they are and so he goes off and like is this like controversial figures like, yeah 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 so okay. he does like the um whisper baptist church oh god area 41 like oh, okay. goes to roswell new mexico and oh, goes to all the alien people and he just holds a camera and a microphone to them basically and goes well do you talk to aliens well wow. they go Whoa! yeah that's, <laughs> that would actually be kind of fascinating to watch. It's it's amazing, dude. I can't believe you haven't seen it. No, no, I haven't watched yeah. it. That sounds well. There you go. Yeah, that's my contribution. Yeah, that's something to watch. <laughs> oh, my sounds so boring. Now that sounds so cool. Yeah. Um, I I love shark documentaries. Oh wow! I don't know why. I think it's because they kind of terrify me. Like Shark Week. Yeah. And Discovery. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Where it's like you know. One day in 1976, yeah. people were killed by a bull shark yeah, in, the, yeah. in, in like this and river. They have a picture of a random bull shark. Yeah, so it's like yeah. may or may not be the shark. <laughs> oh, a picture of a river, and it's like yeah. not natural photo of the river. 
That sort of thing. I don't know yeah. why. I just like that. Same with spiders. I I, oh. I hate spiders, but love watching documentaries and shit on them. Yeah. I think it's that weird curiosity about curiosity about what you're afraid of. Absolutely. That's me with octopus. Yeah, what I, is it with you and octopus? I hate them so much, but I also love them. They're, they're spooky. No, they're adorable. No, no, no. They're, they're conniving. They're, no. <laughs> they're up to no good. And I, I think you found an octopus in like a rock pool. Or yeah, yeah. I was just rock hopping and there it was, just in a little just, pool, just like uh, squidging around. Yeah, see, they're cute, but I'm not, I'm not going to go near them, man. Stay like social distancing. Social distancing <laughs> of octopus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that brings us nicely into our film because our film this week is basically a documentary or documentary style anyway. This week it was my first time watching 2008 Lake Mungo. The following is based on true events. Can you interpret dreams? Sometimes. How do you feel when you wake up from these dreams? Palmer, underneath the hopes of a bright future, were suspicions. I feel like something bad is going to happen to me. That death was near. You scared of dying? Yeah, of course I'm scared of dying. That was the last time that I saw her. I kept hearing noises in the hallway. It hasn't reached me yet, but it's on its way. I feel like I can't do anything. I think Ellie saw a ghost. I didn't have any rational explanation for who was in those photos. Something was happening inside that house and I wanted to find out what it was. There was a ghost in the house. Okay, so we get to open on some, like, old photographs, and there's, like, spirit orbs, there's, like, it's basically, like, your, I think my mum has a book of these, because <laughs> she's that, that, she's that sort of person. But, you know, the sort of, like, spirit photography thing. Yeah, yeah, It's yeah, that yeah. sort of it's, stuff, right? Absolutely. It's trying to set up that little psychic you know, powwow connection. Yeah, yeah, ghosts hanging mm. around the living and things like that. Yeah. It's very cool, and... I immediately went, oh no, it's one of these movies. <laughs> this is the actual, like, this is the only horror thing that actually gets me, yep. is the is the people in photos that aren't there when you take the picture, that sort of stuff. Because if you can see it, you can do something about it. Absolutely. But, but when you, it's not real, yeah. then that's When like, you don't ooh. know it's there, mm-hmm. then it's just like, oh, no, no. no, no. <laughs> the classic of, like, holding a camera, yeah. as you're seeing through it, you can see the ghost, but when you move the camera away, you can't. Yeah. 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 No. Yeah, <laughs> they do that in a lot of horror movies, don't they? Like, they do. They got the film camera or whatever, and the ca- the ghost is there, and then they put the camera. Down it's a good trope. It, it works every time. Oh yeah, and it it works on me every time because <laughs> I hate that shit. <laughs> I'm sad they're like no, yeah, yeah. no, Just peeking peeking through your fingies. <laughs> uh, we get a little bit of dialogue. Um, it says, "I feel like something bad is going to happen to me." I'm like, oh, Ooh, me every morning. I, I wake up. <laughs> yeah. I can't, I don't think I watched the trailer before I watched this. Um, I knew about the movie and then I mentioned it to you and I was like, oh, it's some sort of ghost story or something like that, I think. And then you were like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah I've seen it. 
And I went, oh, I haven't. Yeah. Oh, let's do it for the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> and I immediately went, Jacob, it's hella depressing. Do you... <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, lovely. Lovely. Fantastic. Let's watch a really sad movie. <laughs> I didn't expect it to be as sad as it is. Yeah. But it, it really... This is a sad movie, everyone. Yeah. Um, we get some talk about ghosts. Um, we learn about someone called Alice. Apparently, she kept secrets. I put question mark. We basically get snippets of dialogue that we're going to hear um, throughout the movie, basically. Yeah. Little snippets from Alice's mum, Alice's friends, everything like that. Um, we see a photograph of a family. There's three of them. There's a teenage boy, a mum, and a dad. And this is... I'll go, okay, this is the family then. Great. Um, we then rewind to December 2005. Um, apparently, there was some sort of tragic accident which began a series of extraordinary events that thrust a grieving family and the small Victorian town of Ararat. Ararat? I Did I say that right? I, probably. Is Australia that... towns have fantastic names. And they have unpronounceable names. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like some New Zealand Yeah, towns, yeah, really. yeah. <laughs> um, which um, threw this Victorian town into the media spotlight. So we get the idea that whatever it was, it's it was big. It was a big event. But the funny thing is, like, when you find out what it was, it wasn't the actual accident that's the... No, no. That's the big event. And I really like that. Mm-hmm. It's... <sighs> so it's... it's I've got kind of little notes on it later, but there's specific cases in Australian history that it's calling back to where the murder itself or the death wasn't the big case, but it's the investigation that just went on and hey, that's, talk, talk that's about like the manhunt for like serial killers yeah. and stuff like that yeah, yeah I and, can... and and like specifically there was a big one about missing children right and yeah yeah it's very much paying a little kind of homage to that i can see that definitely because yeah i've, I've watched i can't there was a there was a tv show on like true crime once that was like just based on australian serial killers and stuff like that and all of them yeah the 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 like murder victim or murder victims was always like a small footnote in what was the tracking down and capture of the killer absolutely so it's yeah. maybe it's like a, an australian cultural thing yeah the yeah. like investigation and bringing to justice of of whatever it is is largely more important than the victim not not to discredit the victim or like say australians yeah, don't yeah, care yeah. about victims or anything <laughs> i'm saying that right now <laughs> <laughs> not to say that sort of thing but like you know the the, the media frenzy isn't on the because americans focus a lot on the victims mm, of mm-hmm. you know look at these grieving parents grieving their child who was shot or whatever like that but yeah, from what I've seen from Australian stuff like that, they do focus on the the instigator rather than yeah. the it's whole whole media manipulation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a different podcast. It's fake news. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, we see the family walking down the street, but now there's four of them. So I go, oh, okay, so one of these guys. Um, there's there's uh, a mum, the mum, the dad, the teenage boy, and a teenage girl. By the looks of it, I don't know what the the age gap is between them. Actually, did they mention? I think it was like two years. Two years. Yeah. And yeah. The the is brother Alice was older or younger? younger? Alice is the youngest. Alice is the younger. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. I missed that bit. Yeah. Um, we hear an emergency call next. Um, it's very hard to make out this emergency call. It's very staticky. Mm-hmm. It, it sounds like an actual like phone recording. Like if yeah. you hear like actual police recordings, that's really kind of hard to understand. Yeah, it really pulls you into it immediately. Yeah. It makes you. Th- 
think that it is a documentary. Yeah, like, it's real, so immersive. It's so it does a fantastic job from the like. Game. If I was watching this on YouTube and someone wrote it down, like the case of Alice or something like that, I would have totally believed it was a real missing person yeah. case. Yeah, up until a certain point. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But to start it off, you totally believe it. Um, uh, we hear Alice's name, and we heard the and we hear the word missing as well. Is basically all I can make out from this. Um, we get title card, Lake Mungo. I love that this is, it's, it's small. The title, I'm, I'm focusing on font now. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Comic nerd. Sound. <laughs> we got, we got the title card, Lake Mungo. It's small. It's sort of hidden in the corner on a black screen. Yeah. It makes it feel like, uh, I don't know, um, abandoned, forgotten, missing, like, you know. Secluded, secluded, isolated, isolated, out in the middle of nowhere. You so know, no one's coming to help you. Yeah, it's yeah. this really interesting because once you've watched the whole film, it really does. And your your choice of word with rust mm. is really kind of the key one there. Yeah, because you know it plays into ultimately how Alice dies. Yes. Yeah. It's as, it's straight so away. clever how like mm-hmm. interesting they play with something as simple as like the title card. Yeah. Instead of just going, eh, here's a movie. Okay, let's go. <laughs> they they've put thought into where they're how they've presented the title card. It's a pitch black screen, tiny white, tiny white um, title card in the corner yeah. that just says Lake Mungo. And you're like, oh, okay, interesting. <laughs> I love a mystery as well, and this entire movie's a mystery. And then my mind got blown at the end. So yeah. I'm not going to ruin that until we get no, to it. No. But if this movie has a great twist, this movie is a roller coaster so, of, of deciding what type of mockumentary it actually yes. is. You're it's like, is this a yeah. murder thing? Is this like, like a cult thing? Yeah, are we is going this... ghosty murder mystery? A suicide thing? Suicide, like just jumps between like five different genres. Yeah, yeah. five different genres of like crime documentary. Yeah. And then you get to the end and you're like, mind yeah. blown. Yeah. <laughs> so if you haven't seen it, definitely watch it first because I don't want to ruin it for you. Um, we see some of the emergency services. Um, they're searching for a missing person. We've got like police cruisers. There's like people in scuba gear out in, um, out in what looks like a lake or a stream or something like that. Uh, we then meet Matthew. This is Alice's brother who talks about how they went swimming. It was uh, just an afternoon swim. He thought it was getting a bit cold, so he went back. Um, But Alice never came out of the water. And how kind of sad is that? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's just such a depressing statement. The first 20 minutes of this movie is just depressing. It's just so... You're just getting everyone's initial reactions to Alice's disappearance. Yeah. And it's really hard. It's it's heartbreaking. Yeah. And all, all of the actors you know you kind of forget our actors straight away yeah they they, they feel like real people just feel like family and friends yeah, yeah. oh yeah he he talks um he talks about how he came out and alice just wasn't there we meet russell this is alice's father uh, who remembers matthew coming out of the water and asking where his sister was um he says the water was still he called out and there was just no response mm-hmm. the fact that he mentions that the water still means that like no trace. Nothing. Because usually you'd see, like, if someone was drowning, you'd see some, some bubbles, splashing some splashes, water, yeah. ripples in the water, mm-hmm. something like that. But this is just nothing. He called out, he looked out, and the water was still. Mm-hmm. And at this point, I was just like, animal attack, maybe? Yes. This is Australia. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Everything in Australia was to kill you. <laughs> I was like, alligator, crocodile, something like A that. spider maybe? has drowned her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those damn Australian spiders. Those damn Australian spiders, man. Just grabbed her by the ankle and dragged her down. 
<laughs> Ten foot spiders. Um, we meet June. This is Alice's mother. She said she checked around the area for Alice, including in the brush and everything like that. Um, Matthew said he saw her towel and her shoes, and that's how he knew she never came out of the water. Awful. Which is just so awful. sad. Yeah. Like, yeah. Just the description of it, like, like oh, yep. yeah, it really does pull in your heart. I warned you, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah you, you did warn me. You said this was a sad movie, but I was just like, oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, wow, this is depressing. It's, yeah, it's very rare for a horror, and, like, this is a spooky horror. Yeah. Um, to actually get you emotionally going as well. Yeah. And, yeah, there's so few of them. Yeah. I, I can think of, like, um, Sixth Sense. Mm, yeah, but that's because it's like a family drama mixed with horror. Mm. But yeah, it's so rare. It's so rare. We see some footage of Alice. It's home videos. Uh, then we get a news update saying the family was sent home while the search continued. Basically said, it, you know, if we find anything, we'll call you. Otherwise, just go home. Yeah. And could you? No. Like, no. Imagine way. you're Russell. Like your daughter yeah. has just vanished out of thin air. What are you going to do at home? And the police is like, go home. Yeah. What am I going to do? Sit in the corner? Like, yeah. I, I can't go to bed. I'm going to be I'm going to be up all night waiting for a phone call. Yeah. I'm going to go home just to have Dreading that phone call as yeah. well. Like, you, your mind will always pick the worst things. Yeah. I feel like that was the only part of the movie I didn't really believe. It was that but, they were sent home. Yeah, I was like, that's, that's a bit weird that they were sent home. I don't know. And, was... and by themselves as well. Not even, like, given a lift home or something. Mm. They drove home themselves. But as a police investigation, they need to get the civilians out there. Out yeah, there, but right? I thought, I don't know, I thought the police would have driven them back. Maybe. You know, give them a lift home at least. Something, yeah, because they'd be yeah. in shock and... Yeah. I don't know, Australian police? Mm. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, June um, says how strange it was to have an empty seat in the car. And again, my heart broke. Yeah. <laughs> like... <laughs> she was just, she just sat there and like just the way this actress delivers it is phenomenal. She just sat like it was just it was so weird driving home it's, with an there was just an empty seat and I my brain just like you get the idea that her brain just couldn't like compute that there was an yeah. empty empty seat in the yeah, car. Yeah, exactly. It, it was a really good way of showing the grieving process where they're just in disbelief. Yeah. The first without going, I'm very sad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is what a lot of movies do. <laughs> I was grieving the loss. But this, <laughs> in this, we just have the mother turn around and say, it was so weird having having an empty seat in the car. And Showing, not telling. Yeah. Classic. And it just, it, it tells you so much more mm-hmm. about how they were reacting to this. Uh, we meet Georgie. Um, she says she went home with the family and waited for news. Um, I don't know what Georgie's relationship is. I assume like family, friends. Yeah, I think it was like just friends. They, they... Just throw a lot of random people in the mix. There's like 20 or 30 different characters we get interviews with. Some of them only a seconds long. Mm -hmm. Some of them come back later. So I was trying to keep track of who everyone was. But I I think she's like a family friend. We know that she's part of the church, local church. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I've got some stuff to say about Exactly, exactly. Yep. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) I knew you would. Um, We meet uh, Garrett and Iris. These are the grandparents. Mm -hmm. This is June's mum and dad. Um, who's, who've also were called about Alice's disappearance. I don't know why. I, I don't, it was a bit odd. Because right? I don't think June would have called them. No. Given no. I, what we learn about their relationship later. Yeah. I don't know why the police would call them either. Maybe to check if Alice went there, if they lived true, locally. True, true, I guess. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's all I could think of. Um, they mentioned that they was called, yeah, they got a call saying, uh, there was some sort of ac- accident. Um, but it's kind of suspicious that, 
she only went missing. Like, it's mm-hmm. there's no like, there's no body. There's, there's no, no body yet. No, it's just odd, you know. Yeah, has she been has she been taken? Was she even in the water? Yeah, you know. We know that she went in, but maybe she came out on the other side of the river. Maybe yeah, yeah. Maybe she got ate by a crocodile. <laughs> maybe she got killed by a giant water dwelling spider or crocodiles. <laughs> Uh, we learn that there's some sort of tension between June and her mother, um, between June and Iris, because um, June mentions like it was really awkward having her mother there. Yeah, like uh, just ooh. again awful. Yeah, awful. they're like okay, it's not bad enough that the daughter's gone missing. Mm. Now, now let's get some even more mummy daughter troubles. Yeah, going. we've got we've got sad mum who can't take comfort in her own mother yeah. because there's something. We we do learn a bit about this later, and the sort of but they are definitely setting up that family trauma trope. Yes, you know, yeah, establishing it early, but so well. Oh, fantastic! Like, there's not in your face issues with this no. family. It's not like you know the dads are drunk and abusive or something like that. It's just no, like, it's it's a real family, like an actual have, family, yeah, and they all just have their little you know, problems with each other. Yeah, me and my mum argue sometimes. Mm-hmm. I don't really get along, so it was a bit weird, bit weird her being there. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, okay, realistic. We're going with, like, realistic portrayals. Um, June says she went to Alice's room that night and just sort of sat in there. Her phone rang a couple of times, but June didn't answer it. And I'm like, oh, my God. I just wanted to, like, cry. Like, watching someone grieve. Like, it's not even grieving, though. It's the, like, the, the, oh, what's it called? The, like, being in between grief and not knowing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. But that is a like important description of events for mm. later. Yes, it is. You know, she went to she went to Alice's room. She sat down. Yeah, the phone rang a couple of times, and that's it. Um, she said that the the bed was made and everything was so neat. She had her trainers outside the door, like she always had. And it's like, yeah, it's this whole thing with grief where you just like. The the little things make you know seeing the bed, seeing the trainers makes you think that they're still there because their their habits are there. Yep, it, it's it's like they it, it really is like they left halfway through doing something and just never came back. Yeah, finished it off. Yeah, they just because she did. She just vanished. She was there yep. and then she wasn't. And like oh oh such yeah. is life. This movie. Man. Yeah. <laughs> Why did you do this to me? <laughs> We meet Jason. This is um, Alice's boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says he, he found it hard to sort of take in that she was missing. Someone talked to, someone mentioned it to him or called him or something like that. And he just thought it must have been some kind of joke or something like that. Yeah. So he called Alice's phone that night to, to try and get hold of her to like, no, she was all right. Yeah. So the phone call June was hearing when she was sat in the bedroom was Jason trying to get hold of her. Yeah, how incredibly sad! I, I, heartbreaking, <laughs> eh? Heartbreaking. Yeah, that was that was the one that really got to me. Is the boyfriend the boyfriend calling? Because like I don't know about you, but you've had moments in the past. Well, I have at mm. least where you know, like I've, I don't know, like friends who have died, and it's like you'll see the classic one is when you're playing like games, yeah, and you just see last online blank. Oh, and I'm like, oh man, it's the same kind of vibe. Where they're still like contactable, they're there, but, not. but not really contactable. Yeah, yeah. I was it's like, gonna oh, be man. Thing is, we're all gonna leave footprints like that. We're all yeah. gonna have yeah. a Facebook, a Twitter, you know, an Instagram, something, and it'll always look in some way like we're still there. It's a little, yeah, a little footprint of how you left. Yeah, 
and just kind of sweet in a way. I I really liked this the 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 boyfriend character. Like when he pops up, he only pops up two or three times mm-hmm. in the entire in the entire. And movie. it's all it's all strangely wholesome. Yeah, it's like, oddly wholesome, yeah. and he it's so well acted. Like this kid yeah. seems like he's trying to hold it together, but you can see him breaking on the inside. Yeah, like oh, it's so. They don't yeah they don't ever try to portray him as anything other than what he was, which was just this like this poor fourteen year old dude. Yeah, whose girlfriend happened to like go missing. Yeah. Is that how old she was? Because I was fourteen when, when when she went missing. Yeah, yeah. Okay, because yeah. that answers a couple of questions I had later. <laughs> um, we also we also meet one of Alice's friends. Um, this is the blonde girl with like the bob haircut. Yes, I didn't write down her name. I couldn't remember what it was. Um, who said it was hard to understand the fact that she'd gone missing? Like it just didn't didn't register yeah it did yeah it just didn't you know click in her head it just didn't make sense you know what what do you mean alice isn't in isn't here anymore like that doesn't make sense she's always been here uh, yeah again (laughs) i told you it's sad man i told you it's like it's such a depressing movie it's so front loaded (laughs) as well like the entire first half of this movie is just sadness Uh, yeah so in my notes i put 20 minute long depressing exposition of events because it just it keeps just going it just keeps throwing depression balls at yeah. you and we get one more because Russell mentions that they left the porch light on just in case and I you hear the same the, I yeah. love the fact that like the interviewer talks to Russell and it's done perfectly like a documentary because you can barely fucking hear the guy who's mm-hmm. asking the question he's just like yeah. so why are you leaving the porch light on and that's it yeah you can just sort of hear this faint question why did you leave the porch light on and he just sort of shrugs, gives a gives a smile, and he just says, "You know, just in case she comes home." Mm-hmm. And then his face just drops. <laughs> I was like, "I love, I loved Russell." Russell was movie. amazing. Yeah. Like that smile, you know, just in case she came home. Like yeah. you could see him reliving the hope of mm-hmm. that moment of leaving the light on, and then he remembers that it didn't work, and his face falls. And I'm just like, "Oh my god!" Someone give this man a hug. Yeah. <laughs> like, please, please help. Yeah, Russell. just run into the screen. <laughs> Russell, Russell, no, 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 it's fine. Russell needs a hug, man. He needs a hug. He was, a, he seems like a really nice guy. Yeah. Um, we see some search divers. Um, they mentioned they found a body. We see them sort of dragging. What's that called? Like a is it a gurney? No, gurney's the one on wheels. What's ah, the stretcher? Stretcher. Yeah. Um, we see them with like a floating stretcher out in the middle of the stream or the lake or wherever they were swimming. Um, they say that she drifted some way but rested on a rock bed downstream. Mm-hmm. Um, bodies float, don't they? No, no, no. Once they once they have the air release, so they float initially when they when they first them. drown. Yeah, and once that air's been released as they die, they sink. Well, yeah, pretty much. Do they start floating again? Because isn't it like a common thing, like getting floaters on the beach or something a, a like bit, that? A little, a little bit. bit. Like they're, they're, or is that like more of an exception rather? They're than buoyant. Rock? You they're, know, they uh, don't float. They're buoyant. Right. So it's not like they just sink like a rock, mm. but they. They kind bob of around. have that bob around, yeah, yeah. Right. So it, it, it's very easy for it if it was to like get caught in a little down current, or you know, it's a, a little disgusting little lake. If it brushes against some debris, some debris or something, mm. yeah, it could get caught oh, pinned down. They they found her on a rock bed. Mm-hmm. Um, we meet the sergeant um, who was in charge of the case. Um, Russell and June drove out to the morgue. To identify the body. Um, June refused. She stayed in the car while Russell went and confirmed mm-hmm. the ID. She said that she just couldn't do it. Yep. 
she wanted to she wanted to remember Alice as she was, not how she like not not as a corpse. She didn't want that image, which I, I understand. I it's hundred percent understand, yeah. but it's such a difficult decision. Yeah, such a difficult decision. I don't know. There's no there's no right answer. I think it would hurt so much, but I feel like I would need the closure. I, yeah, I I personally would be the same. I'd I'd be like I need the closure. It'll hurt like hell, mm-hmm. and it'll hurt for a long time. But I feel like you need that little, mm-hmm. you know, this is you need the, the realism of yeah. it. Yeah, and I mean that's where that's where the problems start to arise. Yeah, because she this didn't, is, this she didn't is check the, first, the body. Yeah, the first big segue. Yeah, Russell even says that he believes she made a mistake in not coming with him to identify the body, um, because there was no way she could have closure no. without actually. Oh, it's so difficult going like I wouldn't wish this on anyone. You don't want to go up to a grieving mother and say like you need to see your child's corpse. <laughs> like, yeah. like Jacob says, deadpan staring me in the face. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> you need to see your child's corpse. <laughs> I don't know what to say. I don't want to. I don't want to, man. <laughs> um, yeah, Jean says that she just couldn't bring herself to. It's not how she wanted to remember Alice. Um, Russell says he saw it as his responsibility. Yeah, I put, like, classic father trope right there. Yeah, he needs father to needs to be... responsibility of, of his oh, daughter's like... death. Yeah, and he needs to be the emotional backbone, mm-hmm. you know. Dad just gets on with it. Yeah. And I was like, but what if he's hurting? Like... Yeah. We had said Russell needs a hug. Yeah, man. Russell needs like, a hug. You can see it in his face yeah. when he talks. Like, he needs a fucking hug. Um, we see Alice's body for the first time. <laughs> it's grey. It's fucking brutal. It, it looks like it's been bruised. Like, her yep. eye looks swollen or something like bloated. that. Bloated. Yeah, she Just, looks... Yeah, bloated yeah. is probably it. She's probably not swollen. It's bloated. Yeah. She's got, like, black goo or ooze mm-hmm. or something coming out of, like, all the orifices, like, it, out of her mouth. It really is gruesome because you, you haven't had this level of I, I guess like horror at all in the movie yet mm. you know it, it's all been relatively realistic and, and it's all been documented. in assumption yeah yeah mm. and now you have this like actual image actual, of a corpse yep yeah of this and you can't argue with it no you know, this is absolutely this is absolutely a dead girl's body but and in no way does it feel horror it no, feels no. sad yeah you see this corpse and you go that poor girl mm-hmm you're not like, oh, oh, she's going to pop up and grab him. Yeah, yeah. It's it's not that it's feeling It's no spooky It's just, this is a straight up dead person you're being shown. shown yeah, her. her corpse. Yep. And, oh, yeah. They mentioned that something was wrong with the car when they tried to drive home. Yeah. And they had to drive it home in reverse. I was really hoping you would have some big brain like wrinkle explanation, brain explanation for this because i have no idea what this is about i have no idea what the filmmaker's trying to say with yeah. this i have no idea what it is metaphorically or <laughs> there's there's got to be something right there they the only thing i can think of is like this is a representation of how their world's been turned backwards yeah how the world's been like, turned bit... upside down but that's a reach i was like that's a bit wank isn't it <laughs> yeah that's very wank yeah <laughs> like are they trying to insinuate that like her ghost did something to the car or mm. is something supernatural but like it doesn't it, it, it really it, it, it doesn't fit with the theme of the movie no stop. it was it was a bit odd you kind of just go over it and you just move on and yeah, it's never it was, mentioned it was such or a anything. blip of a moment yeah it was just like oh yeah we had to drive the car home in reverse because it wouldn't go forwards and I'm just but like it excuse very, me what <laughs> it's a very memorable moment yeah it's like, a blip of a moment that they glaze over that it, I want to know more yeah, about. It literally lasts 
20, 30 seconds in the movie. If that. And here we are. And you just, you just see the car driving <laughs> like backwards. Absolutely like, boggled. That's really like, fucking weird. Yeah. And we're sat here like, but what does it mean? What is it? <laughs> what is, where is it? The classic of your English teacher being like, the author wrote the curtains are blue. Yes. Um, what do you think yeah. this means? <laughs> and you're like, I don't know. He likes the color you write, blue. Yeah, you write a two paragraph fucking essay on it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh, it clearly Us represents the, the melancholy yeah. of the character's struggles. <laughs> <laughs> we had, we, the director was like, oh, I just wanted to make it a bit more spooky because yeah. I thought it hadn't been spooky yet, so I, I made them drive to, backwards. I wanted to show off how good my reversing was. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually the one driving. Yeah. <laughs> um, we, we hear that there was an autopsy, um, and then the body was released. Um, on Christmas Day, um, the, the family talks about how weird it was having Alice's body in the morgue um, and trying to have Christmas Day with yep. the family while she's just lying yep. there alone. You, and you can't, right? No. You, you're not going to have a Christmas and turkey. Christmas is no. ruined. Yeah, guys. absolutely. Yeah. Like, everyone's just going to be sat in silence. The adults will be trying to get drunk. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. Heavily drunk. Like, geez. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> They're having a bottle of port to themselves. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, we see we see shots of the local church, stained glass windows, pointy roof. Yeah, everyone knows what a church looks like. Um, <laughs> we see the pews and everything like that. Matthew describes how um, I assume this is um, sort of um, alluding to the, the the wake or the funeral or something like that. You know, we're at that point of Alice's. I don't want to say death cycle because that sounds awful, but you know what? You know, yeah, you know the word. cycle that you have to go through yeah. when somebody dies. The death cycle. The death cycle. That's a, that's a that movie title like a horror movie. Yeah. <laughs> the death cycle. Death cycle. What it's going to it's going to have Nicolas Cage in it, and he's a slasher villain who kills people with a bicycle wheel. The death like, cycle. Like little machetes <laughs> on the side of his wheels. He he puts them in one of those like balls of death. And just drives around until <laughs> like, until like he those them. Once yeah, you get inside, yeah, yeah, yeah. and he just comes in with bicycle yeah, wheels. Yeah. <laughs> See what we're having to do, audience. We're having to like make stupid ass <laughs> jokes to deal with the depression of this movie. <laughs> we're talking about Nicolas Cage in a Zorb ball. <laughs> <laughs> um, we get a line. I can't remember who says it. I think it might be June who says, um, "Death takes everything. Um, everything eventually." <laughs> We get a news report about the funeral. Everyone's talking about how much Alice was loved and cared about in the community. It really does, like, it, I know it's like the traditional thing to say, you know, oh, you know, they'll be missed and they were a wonderful person, but it genuinely feels like nobody had anything bad to say no, about this girl. No, she was no. just at, at the moment, she's a saint. Yeah. You know, she's Saint Alice and everyone loves her and she's... This sweet 14-year-old yeah. girl who has had a tragic accident and... Drowned. Innocent 14-year-old girl who's done nothing wrong in her life. Absolutely not. Definitely Absolutely not. not. Well, we still don't know if she'd done anything wrong by the end, to be well, honest. Well, yeah, and, and she hasn't done anything wrong, but she's just not... No, she's been... She hasn't been... It's not even being honest. She's not been, like, open. No, she had her secrets. Like she any, had, Yeah, like Alice any, had her secrets. Like anyone does. Yeah. yeah. Um. So the Palmers, which is the collective name for the family. Um, I don't think I've mentioned that yet. They are no, the Palmers are family. The Palmers. Um, Russell, Matthew, June, and Alice... Um, and we get, we get told that they were struggling a lot. Georgie mentions how they couldn't understand just how much worse it was going to get. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what do you mean? 
<laughs> I have been like dying through the opening of this movie. Yeah. What do you mean it gets yeah. worse? And it, <laughs> this is this is the kind of turning point now where it starts to get a bit spooky yuki. Yeah, yeah. Where, we've had the like realism we've, documentary. Yeah, we've had the thirty minutes of exposition setting setting all of this up and now all of that time is is paying off. Yes. And you're you're invested now. Yeah, absolutely. You you're one hundred percent invested mm-hmm. in this. Um, because now it goes on a bit of a roller coaster. But like, I don't know about you, but I was fully on board. Oh, I I was like, yeah, take me on a ride. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Let's fucking there's, do this. D- despite how depressing it is, there's a reason I told you to watch it. Yes. Like it's it's fucking it's amazing. Yeah. It's so like I couldn't take my eyes off this movie while it was playing because it did feel like you were just watching a damn documentary. Mm-hmm. Uh, Russell says stuff started happening around the house. Strange noises, movements that came from Alice's room. Um, they got an exterminator in. They thought thought they might have termites or something like that. Um, but nothing changed. Yeah, thought termites were in Alice's bedroom door. Yeah, like, that's right. Specifically, and Alice's like, door. Ooh. Yeah, they even mentioned like they put Alice's door back up and it yep. kept slamming. Mm-hmm. The door just kept slamming. Um, they said that it was, there was a strange feeling in the house, a, a bad feeling in your gut when you walked in there, like something was wrong. And I was like, "Damn, okay, now, now we're getting spooky." I'm like, "Are we getting, are we getting revenge ghost?" Yeah. But I'm I'll, like, "But why?" I was like, "Oh, this is paranormal activity, but done well, <laughs> but done well, but done better." <laughs> I literally said, "Just like what paranormal activity was trying to yes. copy, because paranormal activity was later, yeah, but is more famous for this kind of style, for this kind of stuff." Yeah. I found paranormal activity so boring. Oh, I, I yeah, don't absolutely. know, I don't know why everyone likes no, it, it so much. Dog shit. I just thought it was so fucking boring. And if my friends like, were sat there like wedding themselves going, Oh my god, the door yeah, moved! No. I'm like, we're an hour and ten minutes in, and you're excited that the door moved? Yeah. <laughs> if you like paranormal activity, then you probably find salt spicy. Like, Yeah. <laughs> then this movie is going to be a fucking wild yeah. movie. <laughs> Things actually happen every ten minutes or so, so yeah. you're going to oh, lose your fucking minds. Um, June says she started having nightmares. Um, she just didn't want to open her eyes anymore Mm -hmm. because um, when she woke up she thought the nightmare would be still there Um, she had a reoccurring dream of Alice still dripping wet from the the river standing at the foot of their bed staring at them fuck that yeah like just no oh such a good retelling but again I don't feel like it's threatening oh I I you did like it okay I watched this at like one o'clock in the morning Last night. Last night. Oh yeah, yeah. And I was like, lights off, no one, no okay. one, no one awake. Headphones on, and I was like, this is fucking awful. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, had to, I had the curtains drawn so I didn't get glare in because I was, I was doing my notes um, after I finished work. So it was like six, seven p.m. The sun hadn't set yet and stuff like that. So I like drew the curtains. So it was dark, and I was just sat there. But yeah, no. The only bits bits that get me is the the, the spirit photography stuff mm, that like, gets me. Yeah. But the, Which is understandable. Yeah. But her standing at the end of the bed, I was I, I felt sad, not scared about that. And I feel I don't know what June feels sad or scared. I was very much picturing like the ring. Right, at okay. That, at that point. And the ring was like one of the first horror movies I watched when I was like ten or so. Mm. And that shit scarred me for life. So oh, yeah. I have like whenever I see like wet bodies or anything, I think of I think, think of, of the ring. Was like, that name yeah, 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 falling out the well. So I, I was picturing that in my head, and I was like, "Fuck yeah. this! This is I don't want that. Yeah. I don't want a person." Then, 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 if you think about that, then you're like, "But why is she after revenge? 
what did the family do? Exactly, or? yeah, yeah. What has June done that we don't know? Yeah. Ooh. Um, June says her nightmares just got worse. Um, she said she started going for very long walks in the middle of the night. Um, she would just walk into strangers' houses. Um, she's, I was like, excuse me, what? Yeah. And then she said why. She said she just wanted to be inside someone else's life for a while. And then again, my heart just broke. <laughs> like, I was just like, excuse me. Um. And you can imagine being in this town, like this small outback Australian town. Mm. And everyone knows that this woman's had this horrible trauma of her daughter dying. And they all just kind of let her do it. Yeah. No one, no one, like... Would you want to be the person who's just like, hey, get out of my house? No, exactly. Exactly. This woman's daughter just, like, died. She can't sleep. She can't sleep. She's just wandering around. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm. Georgie says, um, Russell worked a lot. Um, she said it it helped with his grief. He seemed better. We meet Frederick. This is Mm -hmm. Russell's, um, co-worker. Uh, he said that Russell worked as per usual, which was somewhat troubling to him. But he says it's not really his place to tell Russell how to feel. And I think this is perfectly fine. Yeah. Everyone works through grief completely differently. Absolutely. If, if this is how he dealt with it, good on you. Yeah. More credit to you. Yeah. I know when I get anxious, um, like ang- anxiety plays different with everyone. Like some people like completely shut down and they can't function. Some people like can't eat and have to go to sleep and stuff like that. I'm like, <laughs> I'm a high functioning, yeah, yeah, a- anxiety ridden yeah. person. When I get like super anxious, I work like three times harder, yeah. which is not healthy. But I mean, yeah, yeah, preaching but, to the choir here. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I assume you do the same yeah. thing. Like when you have an absolutely when your anxiety is playing up, yeah. you just work harder. Because you're like, I'll work through the pain. Exactly. <laughs> hide, hide the emotions, I'm a man. <laughs> yeah. Um, we cut to Russell now, who says he was grateful for his work. Um, he came home one night and heard a noise from Alice's room. Um, he says he sat down in the wicker chair and he saw Alice walk in. She went to her desk. She checked her phone. She didn't seem to notice him at first. Then she just suddenly went rigid. And it was like she could see him. And she came over and screamed at him to get out. Because he made a noise. Yes, he, he says he, he says he didn't even know what he did. No, no. He, he has no idea what he did, but he made a noise. And that, he, like, like tapped his her. foot or... This was my favourite scene in the movie. Personally. Really? I just... I thought the retelling was so good. Mm. And, like, you're just at... This is just a, a general sh- shot of the dad retelling a story yeah and it's just zoomed up on his face and he's just telling it and he's just telling it and you have goosebumps whilst he's doing oh, yeah. it oh like yeah. this is like the scariest scene for me just him retelling that mm. alice's you know ghost i guess and the fact that, that we, don't, we don't see any we don't of it. see anything we don't see any bullshit cg we don't see no. any like um nonsense stuff it's just him sat there going like i saw my daughter it's almost like an audiobook. Yeah. Yeah. Your your mind does it for you. Yeah, yeah. And that's the best thing. Yeah. I think. It's it's scarier when you're picturing it. But this movie like some movies do it and it doesn't work, but this movie does it so well. When they're describing something like that and you just sat there like, Oh my god, I yeah. can't imagine. Yeah. You're feeling like you want to look over your shoulder. Mm. You know? Like, is is someone watching me right now? Yeah. Is, oh, is is Alice here? Yeah. Oh. Russell, uh, sorry, June mentions that Russell was inconsolable after that. He he had like a breakdown or something like that. Frederick believes that Russell believes in what he saw because that's right. They asked they asked Frederick like, 
do you think it was a, do you think it was a ghost? And he's just like, um, I think Russell believes that what he saw was real. Yeah. I, I, I thought that was such a, like, amazingly lovely answer. Yes. From, from a friend. Yeah. You know, he's, he's not saying, I think the dude's crazy. Yeah, he's, he's not saying, saying yes or no, like, oh, yeah, absolutely, it was a ghost. Yeah. And he's not saying, no, he's fucking crazy. No. Yeah. He's just saying, I believe that he believed mm-hmm. what he saw. Um, whether it was a ghost or not, question Absolute, mark. Yeah, fuck, man. Heartbreaking. Yeah. Another one. It's like, <laughs> this is like two grown men talking about their feelings. And you're like, oh, dude, how, how does that not yeah. get anyone feeling? Two grown feeling Australian men who are yeah. like, stereotypically like out back alpha yeah exactly <laughs> you're like this shit hits hard and these two men just going you know i yeah. i supported my friend mm-hmm. i we never I believe spoke he about believed. it yeah 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 i was there for him if mm-hmm. he needed me and uh you know i believe that he believed in whatever he saw and it's just like that is so touching yeah on so, a weird so, level so lovely man yeah oh this is the part that that I think we need to have a here, little Here we about. go, here we go. Georgie says that um, she wanted to help the family, um, but there was nothing she could really do because they weren't part of the church. I just put, get the fuck out, Palmers. Your daughter died, but Jesus is too cool for you. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> like, this is, I paused it to have a little rant because how emotionally inept do you have to be <laughs> that you can only offer solace to someone who believes in your God? I, I I just got so fucking mad. I got so mad. I was like, you know what? I don't want you in this movie anymore. Get yeah. out. Yeah. She was, was just like, like oh, I really wanted to help them, but they didn't believe in our Lord and Savior yeah. Jesus, so I left I them to it. I wanted to help them, but, oh, but then I learned they weren't churchgoers, so I left There's nothing it. I could do. And I'm like, are you that emotionally dumb that you can't, like, console a grieving parent? Do you have to be like, oh, it's okay. It's in God's hands. Absolutely. Can't you just be Pricks. like... <laughs> Absolute fucking prick. Can't you just offer them some sort of help? Just the, some sort of yeah. emotional comfort? Give give June a hug? Give Russell yeah, a exactly. word of word of confidence or yeah. something like that? Just be like, Alice was a wonderful person. We yeah. all miss her or Exactly. You know You know She's in a better place. Some like, yeah. some some generic just comforting words, man. But no. What part no. of the church couldn't do anything about yeah. it? Soz about oh, it, shrug. What a shame. And I was like, Georgie, get the fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Jesus died for arsons, not for Alice's. Like, <laughs> yeah, this that that just made me so mad. I wanted to yeah. punch this lady in the face. Because yeah. I was just like, that's such like not every church goer, obviously, but like that's such the mentality of a lot of like uh, yeah, yeah. hyper Christian churches and, and, and stuff exactly. like that. Exactly. And when you're in the outback, I can imagine that that is the church presence. Yeah. yeah, if you're going to have this church presence in a small the town, community church yeah. for their community, <laughs> that's it. And it's just another way of showing isolation in this movie. Yeah. So like Alice was, you know, alone and isolated in the lake, and now this family is being isolated from part of, parts of their community. Yeah. And you're like, whoa, because they don't have the the fucking brain power to. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I, this just made me so fucking mad. <laughs> they don't have the like the, the capacity to think outside their box of religion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not even consider other religions. Just consider not using your religion as the fucking cane to lean on. Perfect. Yeah. Exactly. Oh. They've got nothing outside of it. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah, and it shows a bigger mm. problem. That's a again. That's a whole another. This podcast. is a society, <laughs> issue, guys. We live in a society. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, let's move on from that. 
um, they they say that they were, they were mainly more worried about Matthew because of how close he was to his sister. Mm-hmm. Uh, we learn that Matthew has a passion for t- for photography, and after her death, this sort of like, I guess. I guess he's the sort of one like his father who like when he was dealing with his depression it like provoked him to work towards something yeah. and photography was his passion so that's where he which I thought was really sweet yeah we get this deep dive into Matthew here which is quite cute yeah, yeah. we see him working with some photography equipment yeah. and stuff like that um yeah I think it's a little bit later where we actually get to see some of his work yeah it's it's very soon it's very soon I can see it in my notes mm-hmm. um Matthew went to the doctor with some strange bruises. Yeah. Uh, no explanation, no trauma. He can't remember how he got these or where they came from or anything like that. The doctor says several weeks later the bruises just resolved yeah. themselves. And this is another weird one where it's it's trying to set up the paranormal. But then mm. we don't actually get any callback to it later on. Ah, uh, yeah. Right? I was thinking about, like... Because our brains are incredibly powerful in regards to what it can do to our bodies mm. would this could this be i don't know if it actually is i haven't done any research or anything like that could it be a manifestation of his grief uh, yeah absolutely. could it be like it could also just be that he's a 16 year old dude and he's just just gone and done something stupid yeah. parkour and parkour then, <laughs> yeah bruised um <laughs> Yeah, because, you know, like, you can make yourself sick and stuff like that through stress and anxiety. Maybe it's the same sort of concept. I I feel like there's so many uh, human, like, realistic ways that this could have happened. Mm. But the the movie does a good job of steering you away from it. And that's, like, I mean, that's good documentary making, It doesn't even steer you towards the paranormal. No. It just, it puts the idea. Yeah. Just the idea. It's just... It's just planting. A little, little seasoning of maybe supernatural. Yeah, yeah. And you just go, ooh, maybe ghost. Ooh, Even though there's like 400 other, other and, explanations. You know, if we had this, if we had this segment before the dad's storytelling, then we would just be like, okay, well, he's a stupid kid who's bruised himself. Yeah. But now we've already, we've already established that there's a little spooky ooky. And they've built the, the tension of their grief as well with, yeah. with, um, Russell then having a breakdown and stuff like that. So now we're, we're it already feels like we're at the peak of grief. Yeah. And then we get this. Yeah. Which really adds to the sort of potential for supernaturalness. You're like, what the fuck is going on now? Yeah, I was like, I didn't, I was, yeah. why was, I, I didn't think it was Alice. That's the thing though. I no. never thought it was Alice. No. I was never like, oh, she's an angry ghost. She means them harm. But I didn't know what was going on. No, it's the same, because we had no reason to think that she's like a poltergeist. No. Angry. Because she seemed like happy and... Yeah. Anyway. (laughs) We meet Steve. This is Matthew's best friend. I think this is the only little section he he pops up. He's only in it once. Yeah. Yeah. I jotted down his name. It's pretty funny. Yeah, Yeah. I was like, Matthew's best friend. I'm sure he'll pop up later. No, no. (laughs) We literally don't hear from Steve again. Um, He mentioned that Matthew um, wasn't that different. Um, there was no like warning bells or anything like that. But the way he says it, I, I was like, did does does something happen to Matthew? I was like, the same. First time watching. Are we leading it, up to like a like suicide or something yeah. like that? Yeah. Because when you mention warning bells yeah. like that, and it's really funny watching this a second time, knowing knowing like what's knowing coming, knowing you know, how it ends exactly how it turns out. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um. He says he did hear about June going into people's houses. Um, uh, Matthew followed more into his passions for photography. We see some of his works now. They're 
Um, they're beautiful. Some of his, they, some of his pictures actually are good. gorgeous. Yeah. Um, especially some of the more obscure. He's got like um, some obscure ones playing with lighting and mirrors and things yeah. like that. Yeah. Like one of them it is really like, is a, a kid who's trying to learn a hobby. Yeah. You know, profession. It's, yeah. There's like one of them like, that's always sticks in my head where he's like, um, he's looking into like a mirror or something like that. And he's obviously just got a flash camera. He's mm-hmm. holding it in front of him. He checks the picture. And because of the way he's like angled mirrors, yeah. it makes this beautiful border of light yeah. around him. And it's yeah. just, it's gorgeous. He, he's, he's really like digging deep into this passion yeah. of photography. Um, yeah, his, his, a lot of his photography focuses on playing with light, playing with blur, playing with reflections and stuff like that. He's not doing like, um, God, no, it naturalistic photography, I guess. No, no, it's, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's all, it's all like experimental stuff. Experimental, that's yeah. the word, yeah. Um, Matthews talks about a project he was doing. Uh, he's been taking the same photo every three months for four years of his back garden. He sets the camera up in exactly the same spot at the same angle and just takes a photo every um, every three months. We see a series of these photos and then we stop on one because Alice is standing on the fucking side. Yep. She's just standing in the garden against the fence. And I said, no, thank you. <laughs> I'll have none of that. <laughs> Again, just the creepy photography. Fucking great. No. Fucking great. I love it. It literally, like, I was watching it and, like, the room wasn't dark, dark because the sun hadn't set, but, like, I've got blackout curtains, so it was dark enough. Yeah, yeah. And I literally got a shiver down my spine. I was like, oh, no. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Please, no. Again, on second rewatch, it's, it, you know, there's a lot you, more in that picture. Exactly. You see everything and you're like, Oh fuck, man! Yeah. This is like because it it does it's so good at drawing you into like some of the I mean this picture especially it like zooms into where Alice yeah. is and you're like oh oh shit. they do that all the time actually sorry yeah anytime they mention mm. from now on anytime they mention Alice they zoom in yes and it makes me so uncomfortable yes because it does it takes you a second because she's standing in front of like a fir tree or something like that yeah. and she almost mimics she almost yeah, mimics yeah, yeah. the shape of the tree yeah so it may take you a second to spot it and then it zooms in and you're like oh fuck she's standing right, right there. there yeah she's staring right at she's us. Sta- staring right at the camera yeah and it is unsettling i know she doesn't mean us harm or i assume she doesn't mean us harm but no thank you no i don't fucking i don't, I don't want none that. of this shit yeah. <laughs> Fuck that. Take your ghost and fuck off. Like. <laughs> um, they mentioned that it seemed to give them so something to focus on the family, the Palmers. It gave them something to like hone in on. Um, something to work for, basically. Next thing we meet, we meet Bob. 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 Uh, he photographs the dam to check the levels. Um, is this like weekly or monthly or something like yeah, that? Yeah. He, he goes down to the dam. He takes photos to check the water levels because drought is a big thing in Australia. A big issue in Australia. Um, and at the back of one of his pictures, you can see Alice standing in the brush. Again, uh, the slow zoom in. Yep. And she's just like stood behind a shrub, like, I don't know, quite a distance away. It's like that picture of Bigfoot. You know, do, mm. do you know the classic one where he's like, Whoa. oh yeah, yeah, yeah like one mid stride. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I got, I got that vibe. I was like, damn, we're going Bigfoot hunting now, but it's Alice. Yeah. In a dam. We're going Alice hunting. Yeah. But I was like, ghosts are usually like, they, they don't usually travel. No, no. Unless they're attached to something. Like if you've got a haunted necklace or something like mm-hmm. that, it'll go where the necklace is. But like, ghosts don't generally like 
wander. They usually no. stay where they died or stay where they lived or something like that. Yeah, so but, but Alice odd. in the Dam, I was like, yeah. but why? Is this where a body was found? I thought this might be where her body ended up or it ended up nearby. But then I was like, but then she was in the back garden as yeah, well. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, what? It's just Alice popping up around the place and you're like, yeah. okay, this is... It feels like she's she's haunting the town. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's like now, mm-hmm. you're now, oh, okay, has someone in the town wronged her? Yeah, you know? she's following she, them. Has or... she got a reason to be malevolent to this entire town? Yeah. Is this a cult thing? Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, June says she was very unsettled by the image. Um, now combined, and she's now convinced, sorry, that Alice is still alive somewhere. She even says alive. Um, and I put, then why, did, why isn't she come home, June? Yeah. She's, yeah. she's not alive, love. She's. Yeah. And we, we know that the dad has seen the body. Mm. We have seen pictures of the body at this point. So we're like, ah, oh, June, you sad psycho bitch. Like, like, just, oh, I feel for you. I really do. You're like, June, you just need to, you need to process. Yeah. You need to process this. Um, Russell says he knew that Alice was dead because he'd seen the body. And June becomes convinced that the body they buried wasn't Alice. She's like, it was someone else. It was someone else's kid. It was just a coincidence. It wasn't Alice. And, you know, you said she was bloated or she was gray. Mm -hmm. Like, maybe you mistook her for someone else. And, And Russell begins to doubt himself. Um, we get a news report as the body is exhumed. They get the body exhumed to have a DNA test on it just to confirm if it is or is not Alice. This, I was thinking about Matthew at this point, how hard it would be yeah, yeah, to have your parents start to doubt the death after you're starting to come to terms with it. Starting to argue as, as this like grieving process should have been coming to a close. They've just kind of opened old wounds. Yes. As, yeah, it's, it's just awful. That little that little prick of hope is like, screwed them. It's yeah. just going to make them spiral. Yeah. Um, the body was removed and a DNA test was performed. They got the results back and it did confirm that it was Alice. Alice is buried. Yeah. Um, Russell says he didn't, he didn't realize how much he'd invested in it not being her. Again... Someone yeah. give Russell a hug. Fucking Russell, man. This poor dude. Poor, yeah. Poor dude. Because, like, again, he has that, like, half smile where he's just like, you, you don't realize just how much you and, like, the idea had wormed into his head. Mm-hmm. You don't realize just how much he'd invested in his mistake. Like, oh, you know, yeah, I got yeah. it wrong. I got it wrong. Alice is still out there and we'll must find her be. and she'll be She fine. must be there. It's going to be, it's going to be And okay. then it comes She's back alive. and they're just like, nope, nope, Alice is dead. And you're like, oh my <laughs> God. <laughs> Another another just gut punch. It the, really is. To the viewer. Like, to the view- and to the family as yeah, well. Yeah. Um, we see more home movies of Alice and the family. Um, Alice is reburied. Um, but then who or what was in the photos? Ooh, spooky. Definitely. <laughs> um, Matthew says he continued to hear noises, so he set up a camera in the hallway. Um, footage, we see footage from that camera. Um, as Alice walks past in the background, yeah, down the hall, just strides past the camera, and they mention it's like going from the lounge to the front door or something yeah, like yeah, that, yeah, like she yeah. was leaving the house. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, um, no. no. But I did spot something. I felt like big brains. Yeah, when I watched this, I saw a reflection in a mirror. 
because we see down the hallway and you can see like um, a mirror in Alice's room or Matthew's room. It's Alice's room. It's, you can see like the vanity mirror. And I was like, there is someone in Alice's room. Yeah. And I thought it was Matthew. Yeah. I was like, oh, it's Matthew. He's faked these videos. Well, I mean, this is a little bit kind of spoilery for later on, but there's four, there's four people in that, in that shot. Is there? There's four people in that shot. Yep. Okay, we'll get to it when we, <laughs> when we, re, when we revisit this. You can point them out to me because yeah, I saw two. Yeah, yeah. No. I see, I see Alice who walked past and I saw a reflection in the mirror mm-hmm. and I thought that was Matthew. And I was like, it yeah. looks like he's sat up or it's crouched. It's another case of like, this is where the fucking mind bomb goes at the end. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, we've got plenty to talk about that. <laughs> but we, yeah, I saw this crouching figure. I figured it was Matthew and my brain went, okay, so he's, he's doing this somehow. He's awake. He's conscious. He's sort of looking. Um, so it, I was like, oh, he's faked the video somehow. I don't know how he's done it, but like, he obviously needs to be there and he's somehow doing this. Yeah. I was half right. Yeah, yeah. I was half right, and I was like, yeah, yeah go me. Yeah. When, we, when we get to some of the, the twists and stuff like that, I was like, okay, yeah. The multiple that. twists. The multiple twists, because it never ends. No. Um, we see a radio show. Uh, we, yes. We meet yeah. Ray. He's a he's a he's like a radio psychic. People call in, they ask him questions, he divines the spirits or whatever like that, and um, tries to help them. Um, June sought him out for a consultation. Um, he... Yeah, there's there's not really a decided opinion on whether or not Ray was a real psychic. Yeah, so this is where, like, maybe I'm maybe I'm getting too much into it, but there was like a really famous case in Australia, right? The the Beaumont children, where three kids went missing on a beach, I think. Okay. Um, and they oh. they had a Dutch psychic come in to Australia, Gerard Cruset. You say? I think I might have watched yeah. a documentary on this years, yeah, years yeah, yeah. ago. And he was this absolute hoax of the psychic. Just absolute bullshit, you know, talking yeah. out of his ass. Um, yeah, he came, got attention for himself, said his piece, which was absolute crap, and then just ran and away. Vanished. Vanished, yeah. Mm. Um, and, you know, I, I do think that may have left a mark, and it's definitely relatable with this missing children. It's left a mark worldwide. Yeah. Yeah. Like, psychics are, you know, you always take it with a grain of salt. Like, some people believe in true psychics, mm-hmm. but they know that there are a lot of fakes out there. Yeah, yeah. So it's about trying to find the true psychics yeah. if you do believe in that sort of thing. A lot of what Ray the psychic does um, in, in this is just be kind of a therapist to the family. I was thinking exactly and the same thing. Like, I, it's really hard to judge his character too much. Yes. Because I do think, for the most part, he was just trying to be a friend. I feel, yeah, I feel like he's more emotional support through the idea of yeah, yeah. paranormal psychic psychic tree um, than he is trying to di- divine spirits mm-hmm. and read futures and stuff like for that. For sure, for sure. Um, he says he's been doing it for a while. Um, he says he deals with the sick and the dying, giving them hope about something after death. Yeah. Um, but he still, I noticed this as well, cause he says this statement and I go, oh, okay, that's not too bad. Yeah. It depends how much advantage he's taking yeah, of them. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and this I know is a lot where of the conman kind of comes. Yeah. This is where it's, it gets to d- be dangerous. Yeah. He does hold, like hold a radio show, host a radio show. Yeah. You know, he Which, is ultimately profiting from this. 
but the in a, in a, in another way like the the radio show makes him more valid because if he then screws a whole lot of people out of money mm. then his reputation's down the drain yeah. so i yeah it's hard to judge it's and we, so we, hard yeah to we judge. do listen to a little snippet of his radio show yes and we we get a very small snippet and i did pick up on the generic statements that absolutely. are used by traditional and it's just kind of therapy yeah you know yeah I'm sensing there's someone in your life you've disappointed. Yep. You, me, and everyone else. Like, <laughs> I'm sensing a woman in your family has died. Yeah. You're like, well, yeah, at yeah, some point, some somewhere, point. there will be. Exactly. Like, <laughs> I've disappointed so many people, Ray. you got to be more specific. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me my mother's maiden name. Yeah, I'll yeah, give you yeah. 20 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ray mentions um, blocking mirrors uh, when there's a funeral to stop the dead finding their way back. And I thought this is very interesting because we've seen a lot of mirrors already in yeah. this movie. Um, we see the meeting between June and Ray. He does an exercise with her, which is, yes, uh, it feels like a psychology exercise rather than a psychic exercise. He's not like drawing tarot cards or looking into a crystal ball. No. He asks her to close her eyes, imagine the house, imagine walking into the house, describe it to me. And this is like... This is what, like, a psychologist might do mm-hmm. to get your, like, outlook on your life or your home life or your existence in general. Like, how do you describe the world around you? It feels so professional. Yeah, it was a really, really interesting way of doing exposition in a movie. Oh, Through, yeah. through a, a psychic hypnotist session. Yeah. I was like, fuck, this is smart. Yeah, it gets yeah. you all the information you need. Exactly. Yeah, but in a way that doesn't feel ham-fisted or it, stupid. It's a really important part of the movie, like June's description and retelling of of what's happening in her hypnotism session. Mm. It's so it's so easy to kind of zone out and disregard what she's saying, but yeah. they play off it so well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, June says she likes Ray. Uh, she said he seemed real, not sort of spooky. I think she's a spooky yuki. Spooky yuki. Yeah. It's great. My um, favorite, my favorite word. Yeah. <laughs> he, he didn't seem spooky or strange or anything like that. Ray says he records his sessions and he always gives his client a copy and he keeps a copy. This, I think, is very cordial. It's yeah. very like professional. It yeah. feels, you know, you've got proof of what happened and he's got proof in case you come after him. Exactly. Or like yeah. That. Yeah. Like, yeah. He's it's a two-way done... street. Yeah, it's not nothing unprofessional's gone on. It's just a consultant. Yeah, it, I really like it. It like it doesn't. Fe- it feels less ambiguous mm-hmm. with its like psychicness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you get what I mean? No, like, absolutely. Like it seems professional. It's trying. Not... Yeah, it's it's trying to make Ray seem like more of a professional, like a legit person. Yeah, yeah. As opposed is... to like walking around with this a is hand just out. a career that he does. Yeah, yeah this is this is the profession he's chosen. Yeah. yeah. Um, June says she walks around the... Uh, sorry, June walks around the house in her mind. She's doing the, the hypnotized exercise. She describes the house. Um, she's basically doing a guided tour. She says she goes into Alice's room. There's, there's shoes outside the door. This is where Alice always kept her shoes. She goes inside. Inside, she sees Alice sitting in the wicker chair at the end of her bed. And the last thing she says is she looks sad. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my god. She looks sad and she can't see me. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. The yeah. mother says she enters the room, Alice is there, but it's like she can't see me. Yeah. She looks sad. And just that and as well. Like, you're like at that point you're like fucking holding in tears, man, because it's yeah. so it's so awful. 
a sad we've got a sad ghost yeah. we're so used to angry ghosts yeah exactly we've got a sad revengeful ghost. ghost like angry just you know all around pissed even off. the ones that do cry like you get too close and they throw you across the room or something yeah. like that and this is a ghost who just sits in a wicker chair crying crying and he's like oh my oh, god <laughs> now Alice needs a hug <laughs> yes uh, Russell meets Ray. Uh, he says he's sort of indifferent about psychics. He doesn't really believe or not believe. He said it was it was just fine. Um, they had a dinner together, and Ray suggested that they do a séance. Um, June was keen, but Matthew had to convince Russell to sort of join in. Uh, Matthew says he was curious about it, yeah, and he suggested filming it um, for posterity, I guess. Or ulterior motives. Ulterior motives. Yep. Um, we see the footage from that, um, but they say nothing happened. After about an hour, they just gave up, like mm. nothing was happening. But on review of the footage, Alice is stood down a long hallway. Yeah. I did not see her. Didn't you? During the footage. Not until they pointed it out. Oh, 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 not until they pointed and it not out. Not until they pointed yeah, it yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Because this movie is so good this at is... drawing your attention at a particular spot. And going, look here, yep. not over there. And you miss it. Yeah. Yep. 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 We, they zoom in on Alice. She's oh, stood down the long hallway. And my note here just says, no, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Absolutely fucking not. Yeah. yeah. I don't care if she is just a sad ghost. No. no. Any <laughs> ghost, fuck that. Um... Uh, with the better camera, they said, because this is a different camera as opposed to the one that, you, that was used in the hallway, it was less ambiguous. It was an image of Alice. You can see her face clearly in it. I mean, it's not 4K, but it's good it's, enough. It's, yeah. 480p. Yeah. <laughs> they say, um, you know, something was in their house. And Ray says he was concerned as he'd never witnessed something like this before. And I was like, Interesting. Even the psychic is like worried. Yeah, yeah. When you've got the psychic worried, you're the like, psychic's oh, like, oh shit, shit, there is a ghost. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Wait, ghosts are real. Damn, man. <laughs> Damn. Damn. <laughs> I need to make some. I'm calls. in too deep now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Get the Vatican on the line. Um, Ray and Matthew set up three cameras to record twenty four seven around the house. Um, the sergeant mentions they were there were several reports of ghosts in the media. Um, I guess these were all. I don't know. Do you reckon these were nonsense or something to it? I think it's just playing into hysteria. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just sort of indulging it. Exactly. One person hears about it and now boom, you know, mm. it's like just gossip, just town, small town gossip. Yeah. They yeah, need yeah. something. Oh, to, yeah. 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 Do you see that picture of Alice? Yeah. 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 I saw her once down the swimming yeah, pool. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. just, yeah, no. Yeah. The other mm. night I was coming home and yeah, she jumped at She me. was, uh, yeah. she was standing in a bush. Yeah. <laughs> You know, the people just trying to not become part of the fad, but, you know, feel involved in what was happening. Um, we see footage of Matthew's birthday, so we sort of see that life is sort of going on. They bring him a birthday cake, he blows out the candles, it's all very sweet and wholesome. But, you know, so it's it's good to see that they're, like, still getting on with life. Yeah. It's not like things just stopped. Um, Ray says he wanted to know what was happening at the house. We see some footage from the cameras. Um, Alice is in the reflection of the bedroom vanity mirror, just sort of sitting on the bed or something yeah. like that. And she's like playing with her hair or just sort of staring. Or She's moving, but I can't quite tell mm-hmm. what she's doing. Um, and in the hallway, there's a reflection in like, is it, I was trying to figure out what it was reflecting on. 
Just like, is it like a? I have no idea what it was reflecting on, but it is a reflection. Yeah, you see it, it, it might be like, a mirror or just something that's yeah. like metal or something yeah. like that. But you do see Alice's face yeah. reflected in it. Um, Russell says that they were gobsmacked by the. Yes, that's right. We get a thrown a full left ball here because Russell. The next thing we see is Russell, and he just says they were gobsmacked by the Withers video that came out. And I was like, excuse me, what 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 video? What, what were we talking about? What video is this? Um, <laughs> we meet the Withers. This is a couple. Um, they... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah, yeah. I, I... <laughs> you had, like, such a puzzled yeah. look. And yeah, I, was I, was like... Like, I was like, wait, who the fuck are the Withers? Because I forgot everyone's name in this. Because there's so many people. It's it's hard to keep track of names. Yeah, no, there's a lot of people yeah. in this movie. Yeah. But, yeah, the, the Withers. Um, we see a video from the same day as Bob had taken his photo um, with Alice in the background when he was at the dam. They said they looked at their video footage and noticed Bob... Basically, they were, they were going over, like, I don't know, like, um, like vacation videos or something like yeah. that. And they they saw Bob in the background and they went, oh, this is the same day that um, that he caught, like, a ghost yeah, in his camera. Yeah, he caught that so ghost picture. Let's see if we caught Alice in ours as well. Um, so they looked through the footage. They went through to see if Alice appeared in any of their camera footage. They do see a figure... But it's a teenage boy. Mm-hmm. And it's from... It's much closer than Bob's photo was. And I was like, I called it. Yeah. Matthew faked it. Boom. I don't know why, but he did. Yeah. Um, Matthew admits he was wearing Alice's jacket at the dam when the photo was taken. And my question here was, but why? 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 And, yeah, it's, it's such a complicated matter, eh? Because... Up until this point, all of the footage that we've seen of Alice has been through Matthew's photography. Yes. Or videography. And so, like, it's such a, it's such a big, like, twist. It's right such here. a big reveal. It's so, it's so good. Yeah. I, like, was, I was already, I don't know how he was doing it, but because I'd seen that reflection in the bedroom mirror, I was already thinking that these videos were fake. Yeah. yeah. I don't know how or why but I was guessing that anything Matthew had filmed was faked. Yeah. And they don't even try hide it again. They no. just come, like... They come so 100% clean. Yeah. My, my, my note was Matt comes clean because he's a good boy. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's just dealing with grief. Like, he's a kid. Yeah. And he doesn't know how to deal with this. Mm. Yeah. Russell said he, he confronts Matthew, who admitted um, the figure walking in the hallway and the images in mm-hmm. the bedroom and the hallway footage as well. And the backyard picture were all faked by him. Yeah. He had like superimposed two photos together to get Alice to appear in the back, in the backyard photo. He'd used, he'd like. He'd put the TV. Yes, that's right. Um, he, facing mirrors so that he, he could get he, footage. Yes, he yeah. used, he used, throughout this movie, we see little snippets of like home footage of Alice and the family. And he'd used some of that footage played it on a TV that he'd propped up on, like, wardrobes Honestly, or chairs. Honestly, Matt was or... fucking smart. He was a that clever boy kid. was so smart to do, to do all of that. Because he describes it as well. He's just like, yeah, yeah, no, I, I propped up a TV on the, on the, um, on the wardrobe, mm-hmm. which cast the reflection into the vanity mirror. But the, uh, the angle at, re- at which the reflection is actually cuts out the, the square of the TV. Yeah. So it just looks like Alice yeah. is in there. And I went, fuck, and, this and- kid's... So smart. This is where, like, all his experimental photography from earlier makes sense. Yes. You the know? playing with light, playing yeah. with blur, and playing, playing with mirrors. Yeah. yeah. 
Exactly. You're like, you're like, fuck, okay, this is already kind of... I'm like, this sense. is so clever. This is so well put together as well. You know, you know, you know the, the bigger part as well? Mm. Is that this was given away in the second sentence of the entire movie. What does he say? The first, the first monologue is from June, uh-huh. and the second monologue is from the boyfriend. Yeah. And he goes, I guess it helps people deal with grief, making up stories of ghosts. Oh, yes, he does yeah. say that. Yeah. So this was just... On my rewatch, I was like, fuck, man. How, like, so literally, good. I hate when movies do this. So, and so good. And I don't good. catch it. Yeah. Yeah, because he, he admits that um, he didn't do it to be malicious. He he meant nothing bad by it. He... He admits because the, the, then the like interview was just like, well, do you think it made things worse for for your family for June? And he goes, yes, yeah, it made yep. things worse. Where he was trying to give some hope, he, he was he trying yeah. did the wrong thing. Yeah, he was yeah. trying to give his family hope that something of Alice was still there. Yep, and instead it made them spiral into believing in ghosts. Um, June says she doesn't know why he did it, but ultimately she's not convinced that, like, uh, she she still believes that Alice is around. Yeah. The damage is done at this point. Yeah. He's put the seed in her head and now it won't get out. Um, Russell admits that the media went wild again. So this is probably the point where they talked about at the beginning of the movie where, you know, the media frenzy, not on Alice's death on Alice's ghost. Exactly. It's all about the investigation. Right? Yeah. It's no one cares. No one in the media cares about Alice. Yes. They just care about the ghost. The, the, the ghost. The story. Mm. Yeah. Um, personal things people want uh, wanted to make public. Um, so it was causing the family a lot of issues and things like that. Georgie says the Palmers weren't coping well at this point. They just weren't, like, coping with life nope. anymore, like, with between the media and, like, just, you know. You and this is such a common thing for families that have, like, had publicized deaths, you know, mm. they're, like, murder, suicide, tragedy. Like, they do fall apart. Yeah. Because there's so much pressure on them. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's the reason why, like, um, married couples who lose a child, mm-hmm. like, will often get divorced yep. just because it's too hard to... To try and deal with that. Awful. Awful. Just awful. awful. This is sad, sad times. Sad times. Um, June especially uh, wasn't ready to let go of Alice. Um, this sort of hints at the relationship between June and her mum as well. Um, Frederick mentioned that June and Alice were very similar, but didn't seem to get along. They were both private guarded emotionally distant and this really sets in place like what the relationship between all the the the, the women in these families is yeah. and why june doesn't get along with iris and why june feels so bad and won't let go of alice yeah it's because they're guarded they're They've private got this weird yeah distanced relationship yeah they're and all they... emotionally distant from each other mm-hmm. and it's caused these these boundaries and Alice sorry um, June can't let that go now yeah it's mm. <laughs> Irish men- uh, Iris mentions that it runs in the family the women in their family have all been like this Iris says she's been unable to give herself wholly to June and June to Alice so they just can't you're like oh for fuck's sake guys yeah they just, just can't emotionally talk about your properly. feelings man yeah yeah <laughs> um 
June says she hopes Alice knew how much she loved her. Again, can we just can we just stop with the sad? Yeah. Give me some give me some spooky yukis again. Yeah. Make me scared. Yeah. I don't want to be sad. I want to be scared. I don't want to feel no. Um, Ray says he went on tour and took Matthew with him. I said Ray and Matt boys on tour. <laughs> Um, Matthew talked about how it's then he realised he'd never see or talk to Alice again. Yeah. What I also found interesting that they don't really go into is that when Matt starts getting into photography, you know, he starts hanging around around this older dude, this professional photographer, spending a lot of time with him. Yeah. And now we've got this other older, influential male figure come into Matt's life. Yes. And Matt's now spending a lot of time with him as well. Okay. So he's kind of jumping between these father figures. Right. He's looking for guidance. Yeah, in a way that isn't mentioned, but we do absolutely dive into the issues between Alice and June. And, yes. And the female side of the family. But we don't talk about the father figure issues that I Matt clearly has. That. Yeah, because there's definite, like, distance. Well, not, not necessarily distance, but, like, it's like he's trying to find fatherly yeah. guidance. Yep. Through these, through these older yep. men. Interesting. And in the same way that Russell threw himself into his work, mm. Matt threw himself into photography. Right. So they're very similar to each other. Definitely. Yeah. Interesting. And it's all stuff that doesn't get mentioned. No. They focus so much on the, like, the female kind of motherly issue there. Yeah, between grandma and, and just mother, let, mother. Yeah, and yeah. And just let the kind of the male side of the family just go kind of, un, you know undiscussed mm. and that could be again you know societal views that guys aren't meant to talk about their emotions i guess That's so not, yeah yeah i know interesting but i thought i thought that was a pretty hot yeah take. i'd not i'd not thought about that yeah. as far as him trying to following around these older men in in that sort of way mm. we see footage of matthew and alice together there's uh this is just home footage again it's very sweet they've got a sort of a you know you know uh, brother teases sister kind of relationship and but you can clearly see that they were probably like the best of friends um matthew left a couple of cameras recording while they went uh went on tour um he says it was he i don't know why he left it i guess he just wanted something yeah yeah wanted to leave trying to kind home. of redeem himself a bit yeah yeah um we see that footage and we see alice stood above june and russell's bed just like June's dream. Yeah. Uh, Matthew and yeah, June says Matthew couldn't possibly be responsible for it because he was away at the time. So, so who the fuck is in the house? Like, <laughs> yeah. So actual ghosts? Yeah. Question mark. It's so good because this, this movie's been like, oh, we're we're back to it now. Yeah. We're like, okay, we've disproved ghosts round one. And then it's just like... And now we're doing it again. Yeah. Like, you're like, well, now, what's the explanation yeah. to Smarty Pants? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Try me now, bitch. Yeah. Um, we talked to some of the uh, interviewees, various people who we've talked to throughout the movie, and asked them if they believe in ghosts. Some say yes, some say no, some say they're unsure, but are some somewhat persuaded by Alice's story. Um, June's convinced, again, that Alice was around, um, and she went back and reviewed all of the previous footage that Matt had filmed. In the hallway footage, where Alice had walked past the camera and Matthew had admitted that that was actually him, we see a reflection of a man in the mirror. The one I had found. Yeah. I felt like a damn smarty pants. The whole time. 
image on the right bitch. (laughs) That was the only one I caught. But like, I I did see that man crouching in Alice's room and I thought it was Matthew and I thought he was faking it. He was faking it, but he was Alice. So who the fuck is this? (laughs) And there's another Alice right next to him. Oh my God. (laughs) Just the, just the entire right side of Alice is just hovering in behind to the right. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. This movie's gonna take another watch. Yeah. Isn't it? Honestly, watch it again. In that in that footage one, there's four figures. There's a shadow that goes past. Yeah. There's the shot in the mirror, and so we know about the shadow. We know about the mirror shot. We know about Brett Tui, and then and cheeky then cheeky little hidden one. Yep. <sighs> so there's the fucking great hey oh it's creepy so yeah there's the reflection of the man in the mirror I did not see that Alice was also in this picture so there's yeah there's Alice there's a strange man crouched in the bedroom and we've got um Matthew walking past dressed as Alice yeah insane um June said she immediately recognized the man and I went oh thank god <laughs> yeah 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 yeah. yeah. Um, she said it was their neighbor Brett Tui which to be fair I have no idea how she recognized him no like you can't really make out a face I was like, sweet. I'm glad you did recognize him. That's yeah, got for a, sure. That's a bit of relief. Yeah, we don't have to. We don't have to spend time investigating that. She just yep. knows. Um, June investigated uh, Alice's room and found a lock box hidden in the wall. It was like there was like a panel of her room that came off, um, and realized why Brett was there. He was after a videotape that was in that box, and I put sex tape question. Yeah, mark? yeah. But I, I was put, like, but why? I put Brett Tui, big fat pooey. <laughs> I love your notes. (laughs) Your notes are amazing. We see the footage from that tape that's in the lockbox. We see Alice um, sat on the bed with another woman while a man adjusts the camera. And I was like, oh, we're not going to... Oh, are you getting cozy? We then see a picture of the Tui family. Um, We learn that Alice used to babysit for them for a couple of years. Um, And, oh, yep. Oh, no. Yep. It's a sex tape. Yeah. Okay. Grooming. The, the the couple is so is is the couple is it the dad or is Brett the son of the family? Brett's the dad Brett's the dad it's the it's the husband and wife it's the husband hired and wife. her as a babysitter and they've been grooming her for years they've been grooming her for years yeah. and now they're videoing and now the they're... three of them having sex yeah ooh um just yeah yep just just full on ooh um we talked to Russell Russell says he holds the Tui family as mm-hmm. complicit in Alice's death. And he can never forgive them for that. Yep. It's one thing to sexually abuse. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's it's awful. It's dreadful and should never happen, especially grooming and stuff like that. It's just disgusting. Because yeah. you said she was 14. I didn't know how old she so was. In the movie, it's a little bit deceptive because the the actress for Alice is obviously like a woman, like a grown woman. Yes. Like it's clearly not a 14 year old. And that kind of makes you forget. That it is actually meant to be a fourteen-year-old, yeah. As really, it's, it's just gross. It's so gross. At this point, you just feel disgusted. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, we see footage of a pool party where Brett and Alice are talking, etc. Um, friends mentioned how weird it was that they had a relationship. Mm-hmm. They never seemed close or anything like that. Um, why did Alice have the tape? Was my question mark? Why did she? Was she scared of the Brett yeah. of the Tuies? Because yeah. I was think she... I think the dad had a very poignant answer, um, where she didn't trust them with mm. it. And that but was then her... why would they let her have it? Or I don't think I don't it? think they let her have it. She took it. I think they were blackmailing. Uh, she was blackmailing them. Oh, maybe you know, like 
don't don't talk to me again or I'll this take the police. Take police. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Something like that. So um, Brett broke into the house that night to destroy the evidence mm-hmm. or take the evidence or something like that. And yeah, my little question underneath was, was Alice underage? Because I missed when they said she was 14. Because like, is she 16, 18? She's so underage. Yep. I don't, what's the legal age in Australia? I think 16. 16. Yeah. Same as New Zealand, right? Yeah, but it's still like... It's still 40-year-old man, 16-year-old oh, girl. yeah. Grooming her for a couple of years before exactly. that. So. Yeah. Even then, exactly. like, grooming her since she was 14. But no, they were grooming her since she was 12. 12. Slept with her when she was 14. 14. Ew. Fucked up, man. It's disgust. It's probably the most horror in this movie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> because it's real. Like, that it's... shit happens, man. Yeah. We go back to the sergeant who was in charge of the search for Alice's body. Um, she mentions that the Tui family seemingly vanished after that point. They moved away six months after Alice's death. Mm-hmm. Um which is long before the videotape was found. Yeah. So now you're like, okay, well, we're back to a murder mystery. Yeah, they did a runner. Yeah. You're and like, you're like, oh, okay, the Tui family murdered her because she had the tape or yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um, apparently leads to their whereabouts have dried up. The, it's basically just a cold case now. Mm-hmm. They don't know where the Tui family is, has gone. Um, we see Alice's boyfriend, Jason, who says he had no idea about the... Yeah. About poor, the, poor Jason. Yeah, he seems genuinely heartbroken yeah, to talk about this. Boy. Yeah, he seems like... Uh, yeah, he's, we see lots of pictures of them as like a high school sweetheart yeah, couple. Yeah, and, and it all just looks wholesome and then... yeah, He does the same thing as Russell with that half smile trying to be okay yeah. with it, but you can see him dying on the inside. Yeah. And, oh God, it just gets me every time. Um, June says that there were so many questions. She, just why did she do it? Was she in love with Brett? Um, and one of Alice's friends says, Alice kept secrets. She kept the fact that she kept secrets mm-hmm. a secret. And I just thought that's a really cool line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's so, yeah. And it's, it, it gives Alice as a character more depth. You know, She's so this is a character that we literally haven't really seen any interaction of. Yeah. Like, we haven't. We've seen a couple of home videos, but outside of that, yeah. nothing. But we feel like we've learned so much about her. Mm. As, as, yeah, just good filmmaking. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the friend mentions that everyone knew a different Alice, but maybe nobody knew the full, mm. true Alice. Mm-hmm. So everyone knew a different version of her, and combined, there might have been a full Alice there. Yeah. Um, June found Ray's business card in Alice's diary. And I was like, excuse me, what? Yep. How? What did, but I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh fuck, man. We then see the consultation between Ray and Alice. Um, she was saying she was having strange dreams. Apparently, he runs her through the same exercise as he does later with June, where she has to picture the house and walk through it and describe it. Ray tell Ray didn't tell the Palmers that he'd already that he already knew Alice because Alice had requested confidentiality. I don't know how I feel about this. It's, yeah. I feel I, like he should have said something. Yeah. It, it felt exploitative, right? Yeah. He should have said, I've already been in contact with Alice, uh, with Alice mm. but I won't tell you what it was about. Yeah. That's such an easy solution. Yeah. But I... But he didn't say anything. Yeah. At this point, um, I just wrote that I think Ray maybe was doubting himself mm. and his own psychic abilities, you know? Right. Because... I, you know, I don't know if these people actually believe that they're psychic or not. Or whether it's... Or, yeah. 
or whether they know they're con men mm. or then Ray in particular we're trying to understand Ray at this point mm. Mm. so so Alice starts describing the house for Ray. She seems hesitant when he asks if there's anything strange. We cut to June, who says that they could no longer trust Ray. Mm-hmm. Um, that she talks about how, oh, sorry, Ray talks about how he just wanted to help and couldn't do it if if they knew he already uh, if he'd already spoken to Alice. Even Matthew disconnected himself from Ray, yep. so Ray's sort of been ousted from the group, I guess. Matthew talks about how strange it was to involve himself in a case if after already knowing Alice. Yeah. And yeah. Very, very weird. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Again, we're getting more murder mystery kind of. Oh, yeah, for sure. Bits. And you're like, well, you're where like, does Ray is... fit into this? Yeah, thing? you're like, okay, well, now Ray's fucking murdered her. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm like, I'm still rooting for the Tui family. I'm yeah. like, it's Brett Tui. He did yeah, something it's to Brett her. Tui. He strangled the her in the lake. Well, I don't know. I don't know. Um, Ray says Alice was troubled, and we get a little voiceover. Uh, this is June reading from Alice's diary, I think it is. Yeah. Um, I had a dream last night. I was cold and wet and heavy, like I'd been drugged. And when I woke up, these sensations didn't go. I was feeling sick and confused, and I was starting to get scared. I needed to see Mum, to talk to her. I walked to her room, and as I stood above the bed, I was overcome with this intense sadness. I realized there was nothing they could do for me anymore. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what? <laughs> yeah. You're um, like, okay, the fuck? Did she just yeah. dream about did drowning? She, yeah, did she dream about her death and yeah. how she would be as a ghost? Yeah. Standing at the end of her mum's bed, knowing that there's nothing her mum could do to help yeah. her? I'm like, okay, this... This is yeah, so, so sad. In, in, the, in the space of like five minutes, we just went from a murder mystery to a paranormal situation again. Again. We've flipped like five times And they've now. changed the creepy thing of Alice standing at the end of her parents' beds into something incredibly profound and sad. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you can hear the thoughts that are in that ghost's head mm-hmm. when she stood at the end of the bed and it's I'm scared and I don't know what's going on and realizing that her parents can't help. Yeah. We're relating to what isn't there. Yeah, and it's amazing. Yeah, we see Alice's uh, diary, and August is marked uh, uh, marked several times by the words Lake Mungo. It's a school camp. Um, she said she had a good time, but um, but while she was there, she lost her phone, she lost a bracelet, she lost a watch, she lost all this stuff. Um, the parents kind of shrug it off as well because you know kids do that. Mm-hmm. You know they do a stupid shit. Yeah, yeah. Oh, she lost that phone. My bro lost week. like four mobile phones in the space of a month. Oh my god! Like fifteen, yeah. <laughs> and then your parents never bought him a phone again. Fuck you, Max. <laughs> um, we see footage from Alice's friend's phone from Lake Mungo. They're just sort of teenage girls. They're running around the beach or the dunes or whatever, mm-hmm. wherever this is. They're having a laugh. They're like screaming at each other and stuff like that. Um, apparently, Jason is the the one who let the Palmers know about the footage he said look there's some footage from Lake Mungo it's on this person's phone just go ask them for it they should be able to give it to you everyone's laughing they're having fun but Alice is sad or scared yeah it like pauses on a frame and you could just see Alice's face and she looks like forlorn she just doesn't look happy no there's something wrong Yep. But you don't know what it is. No. You're like, is Brett there? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. I was, I was full on this. I, like, I was like, Brett's, Brett's there with her, man. He's been Brett's threatening her. She's just had like a text from him that says like, if you send that tape to the police, I'll kill your family or something. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But I was, uh, yeah, I was full in on this murder mystery. 
Um, the girls had spread out later that night. Alice, um, we see Alice at the bottom of the frame of one of these, and she's kneeling under a tree burying something. It's really grainy footage. It's hard to make out. Yeah. And I, so with that, I was like, how the fuck did the parents know she was burying something? Yeah. I couldn't tell. I'm here watching on my, you know, like flash monitor being like, but yes, I think it's because it's because we're so used to like, high grade yeah, that de- um, definition now yeah. but like if you grew up with that grainy shit you could make out anything yeah yeah we're too yeah. privileged Jake. Yeah. <laughs> um, I put the phone the jewellery question mark but why why is she burying mm-hmm. it so I was like the mystery continues uh, knew, no one knew why she seemed upset that night the friends say they don't know why um, Alice left the group and walks and walks off into the sand of the dunes or the beach or wherever they are uh, the Palmers say they drove to Lake Mungo to find whatever uh, Alice had buried. They knew roughly where it was. Um, they went at night to avoid the tourists. They find the spot and buried in a plastic bag is Alice's phone, bracelet, ring, watch, and necklace. Uh, Russell says that is that this was her like most precious things. Mm-hmm. But why did she bury them? I yeah I I still don't understand that. Right. Uh, yeah. They sort of mention it might be like a ritual, like yeah, yeah, a I'm, ritualistic I, thing. But they, yeah. they don't dive deep into it, and I, I appreciate, I appreciate that they don't. Yeah, the it ambiguity leaves a lot of it to a, the imagination. Yeah. yeah, 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 absolutely, and it's it's fine. I, we I don't, don't understand what she was doing. No, yeah. we don't As, understand what's going on in her yeah. head. We don't know what has made her upset. Mm-hmm. We don't know. Yeah, um, they plug in Alice's phone and check the footage there. Uh, Alice recorded her walk into the sand when she separated from the group. We get a voiceover of Alice talking to Ray. Um, you want to tell me what happens in, you want to tell me what happens in these dreams? And she says, I feel like something bad is going to happen to me. It's like goosebumps, man. Yes. It's, it's like a true ghost story. It's terrifying. It's not a spooky ooky in your face poltergeist slamming no. doors it's a true like creepy ghost story this is what you know personally i don't i don't really believe in ghosts but if ghosts were to be real then this is what i would imagine ghosts would be like just hovering in the just, background yeah yeah just existing not not directly manipulating anything mm. just being there just being like, there you're like fuck this is this could be so real yep I love yeah. it. I love it so much. Um, something walks towards the camera. You can't really tell what it is until it gets right up into the camera. It's the drowned corpse of Alice. Yeah. And this is from Alice's phone footage. From months or months before. And you're like, you're just fucking jaw dropped. You're like, this poor girl saw just her filmed, corpse. She just filmed her own corpse. Yeah. It walks towards the camera, and then we get a pause just as its, like, face comes into yeah. view. And, yep, it's got the swelling around the yep. eye. It's got the black stuff coming out of her, out of her nose and out of her mouth. Mm-hmm. It's And we get the Alice. only jump scare of the entire movie. Yeah, basically. Yeah, the only thing that could actually be properly classed as horror about this movie. I don't know, the whole thing's so fucking creepy. It's just so good, yeah. It's so, so This good. is the only thing that, like fills the horror trope mm. of the whole movie and, and you're like damn this is perfect execution it hits, mate. It hits so, so well it hits so fucking good 
It's so good. Oh. So I was like, did she have a premonition about her death then? Yeah. Did she see it before it happened? And that's why she buried her things because mm-hmm. she didn't know when it was going to no, happen. But she knew she was. She knew she was dying. She probably, soon. honestly, she probably thought it was that night. And that's why she, she buried was, her things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She probably thought it was that night because mm. she was around the water. She just saw her fucking dead Corpse. body come to grab her. Yeah. She she probably thought she was dead that night. Yeah. And like, how insane is that to to have premonition of your death months before it happens and just go around and try and live with that? Yeah. Russ, we we go back to Russell, who says he knew it was the same body body as he'd identified. Mm-hmm. It was the same body. June says there was no explanation, and she's right. There was no fucking explanation for that. We see Alice's friends um, back in the the footage. Uh, recorded on her friend's phone at Lake Mungo. They find Alice. She's sort of crying in the sand. She's on her own. They sort of coddle her. They try and give her some help and things like that. Um, in some na- in some way, she knew she was going to die. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, June even says the figure was an omen and the burial of her things was a ritual. Yeah. So she, she got a death omen about what was going to happen to her. And she buried her things in hopes that someone would find it someday. Yeah, and someone would put the pieces together yeah 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 russell isn't so convinced he thinks alice would have said it was a ghost mm-hmm. but didn't know it was her own yeah 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 i uh, that's just so I, ominous man yeah i think she knew it was her own ghost. i i agree i, I think, I think she and that's why she buried it yeah because she was like i don't know when i'm dying but i'm dying soon yeah. um matthew believes she recorded the future before it happened that was just so good. It really I love does that line. Oh, yeah, yeah, it sends shivers down my spine. Yeah. Like the hairs on the back of my neck. These stand last up. ten, fifteen minutes of of the movie, you're just goosebumps the entire time. The entire There's time. So many revelations. When they return to the house, they say it felt different. It felt calm. Alice stayed to show them more about herself before she died. That's what they think, and I think that's a fair fair assumption. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in the weeks that followed, things started to feel normal again. Life started to move forward. Ray visited um, about six months later, and they decided to meet up and sort of have lunch together. So they, they reconnected now that they had closure on, on Alice. Russell mentions that moving forward seemed to put Alice to rest. He mentions that they've now sold the house as well. So they're, they're moving away from this, yeah. this house that's that once was haunted by their daughter. Um, June mentions it, it'll be hard to leave. Uh, sometimes she forgets Alice isn't coming back. Just awful, Just man. awful. Just so like, sad. You're tearing like, oh. up, like, just come on. This poor family. Yeah. This movie's just, like, oh, it's just an expression of grief. Yeah. It's, oh. June's final, cons- we see June's final consultation, consultation with Ray. They do the house exercise again. She describes what she's seeing. She heads to Alice's room. We cut now to Alice doing the same exercise. She mentions that someone is walking the hallways of the house, walking towards her. Alice says it's her mum. June says she walks into Alice's room. Alice says her mum can't see her. June says Alice isn't here. Alice says June's leaving now. She's gone. And June finishes her finishes the exercise and opens her eyes. The cutting back and forth. You're like you're like wait, Ray was a like was Ray a fucking psychic? Or was Alice psychic? Or was she Alice had, psychic? She had the premonition about her June, own death. Like 
You're like... You you just can't believe it, man. Cutting back and forth between them as well. Like, them finishing each other's sentences. Alice saying, you know, somebody's walking in the house. And then cutting to June going, I'm walking down the hallway. And you're like, oh my god. Oh my god. (laughs) You're, You're like, this is just... What the this, fuck is yeah. going on? Absolute roller coaster. Your mind Fucking is just insane. destroyed. So, so good. Um, we then see the moving truck is being loaded. Um, June walks the house one last time while Alice describes her leaving. So June is yeah. like picking, she picks up like, you know, the extension cord yeah, from yeah. one of the living room or something like that. And it's just walking around this empty, now echoey house. Oh. And Alice is just sat there going, she, she's leaving. She's, yep. she's going now. And you're just like, oh, oh, God. oh God, Alice, are you this still there? 14 year old girl. Just yeah. like, yeah. Um, Matthew and Russell drive away. We see the photo from, um, the beginning of the film and we zoom into the, I just got a shiver down my spine. We zoom into the window of the house behind them. The figure of Alice is watching them. Yep. Oh, yep. It literally gives me shivers. And that all picture, the way down. that picture was shown earlier in the movie. That picture was shown at the beginning of yep. the movie. It was like, here's the family, and you just go, okay, cool. Yep, mum, dad, and Alice son. is there the entire time, and Alice is stood behind them, and you don't notice. You don't notice at all. Oh, the credits start. We see Matthew's birthday again. That sh- very short ten second clip. Mm-hmm. Alice is stood in the hallway of that. Yep. Um, <sighs> again, this is. This is all footage that's shown throughout the movie. Yes. So casually. Yes. And, and Alice is in every single shot. We see the couple's video when Bob was taking his photo of the dam. Mm-hmm. Alice is in the background, just not where they were looking. Yeah. She's slightly further back, stood behind a bush looking at the camera. And to me, it's almost like Alice is watching over her brother. It feels like that's today. That's the way I took it. Yeah, in, in a in a loving way. Like yeah, in a, not in a malevolent no, way. She's no, not. Just, she's not a bad spirit. Or no, she's like just that. staying with her brother. Yeah, we see um, the first thing we saw the backyard photo, where where um, where Matthew had superimposed Alice into the left hand side of the picture. It now zooms into the right hand side. Alice is sat on a bench, clear as day. Clear as day. In the middle of the, gar- uh, sorry, in the, in the corner of the photo in the middle of the garden. Yeah. It's honestly like my it's, body won't stop shivering. Your mind like, is blown. You're, oh. you've just twisted so many times on whether or not to believe that Alice is a ghost or not. Yeah. And they just quietly leave you with all of these pictures that you know have been doctored mm-hmm. to show Alice in a certain way. And there's a reveal that she's actually been in the entire time anyway. And it's so cleverly done because, like I said, I only spotted one of these yeah. and it wasn't even Alice's ghost. No. I spotted Brett Toohey in the reflection of the mirror. Yeah. That was the only thing I spotted the entire time. But she's in all of these. It's a movie that I think absolutely pays off having a second watch of. Or third or fourth. Or third or fourth, <laughs> yeah. Because you get so many more, like, insights into Alice. It's beautifully it's so beautifully it's, it's well a done. beautiful horror it's so good like i said this is like my wheelhouse of like things that actually scare me is yeah. the spirit photography she's not a malevolent spirit but just seeing those images and realizing i'd been looking in the wrong spot the entire movie yes just sets my spine on edge 
And the fact that the movie does so well in directing you where to look. And these are basic pictures. The fucking birthday video. Yeah, yeah. They walk past the hallway with the cake to give it to Matthew. And she stood She's fucking right fucking in front of there. you. <laughs> like, there's no way to miss it. There's no way to miss it. But we but you do. do. <laughs> but you fucking do. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how they do It's some sort of computer wizardry because I don't know how because I have no doubt that she was in every single one of those shots the first time they showed it and I just never saw it yeah just amazing (sighs) amazing it blew my fucking mind the balls of them to do that yeah the fucking balls to show her in every 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 single piece of footage like that we saw did you just get mad it was either she was basically in every piece of footage mm -hmm. it was either like recordings before she died or she was somewhere in the recordings that were there not the interviews but like any pictures or videos or anything like that she was there and it oh it's alice was always watching man oh it's so damn good so our final shot is um a home video of alice sat in her wicker chair at the end of the bed Mm -hmm. hugging a pillow and then the credits start rolling fuck me that is the end of Lake Mungo 2008. So, Jake, give me your runaround for this movie. What do you think of it? The script, the style, the acting, etc. Et I, like, it, it's in my top five horrors. Oh, really? I love it so much. Because it's, it's so real. It's, it's so, it's so, like, not in your face about what the horror is. And I love that. I love when horror movies are subtle about how they're trying to scare you. Yes. And, and Lake Mungo is just perfection for that it absolutely i can't argue with it like thank you for showing me this <laughs> because it it fucking blew my mind yeah that ending where you see alice in all of these pictures and footage it just oh god it made my gut drop and, and it made, it's such an underappreciated movie i yeah like I, it's so quietly fantastic but no one no one really i'd heard about, about it in it. passing yep and that was it i knew nothing about it so so what, what about the characters and the acting characters, and everything like that the family were all fantastic um obviously i thought the dad was the best oh yeah the, so, yeah. the dad god just amazing acting yeah for it, it's it's mainly just face like zoomed in face yeah, shots because it's an interview because it's interviews and the amount of emotion that they're able to convey is amazing yeah, it just feels like they're people. Yeah. And in yeah. no way does it ever feel like anyone is no. acting in this exactly. movie. Exactly. At no point are you ever thinking it's anything but a documentary. Yeah. If someone sat me down and said this was a documentary, you I would, would probably believe you'd it. You'd believe it. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. So um, for your personal rating, your personal enjoyment from this film, one being awful, 10 being amazing, where would you scale this I would yourself? say 10. 10 out of 10? 10 out of 10. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just so enjoyable. It's, it's so, so enjoyable. Yeah. I, and I've said to Jacob before he watched this, I told him that I felt like it drags on forever. Yeah. And it, like, I, I genuinely thought it was like a two and a half hour long movie. Yeah. And then he watched it and he's like, it was only an hour 20. And I was like, what? Yeah. I watched it again yesterday. I still felt like it took forever, but in, in the best way. Yeah. Because it's so casual viewing that you're like, you're just immersed in it. Yeah. A hundred percent. This is a this is a good eight point five nine, mm-hmm. maybe higher for me. Yeah, I just I can't believe I'd never watched this movie. Like yeah. it's just mind blowing in how well it's crafted, 
everything about it's spot on. There's not a single actor that I go, yeah, it could have been better. No. There's not a single shot that I'm like, oh, yeah, you could have done that a bit differently. It's. I think it absolutely helps as well that uh, none of the actors are famous. Mm. They're all nobody, you know? Yeah. So, it, yeah, it just feels like a documentary. Exactly. Yep. It's gorgeous. It's absolutely gorgeous. So you're, you're, um, we like to give credit where credit's due here. So you want to give credit to, to, uh, Ru- Russell? Russell. Yeah. Who Same. Is the actor, Ross, um, David Pledger is the actor. David Pledger. David Pledger. Fantastic fucking job yep. at Russell. Those little half smiles that slowly sink away. Oh my God. I when, just, when the camera oh. just hangs on him and he's not talking. Yeah. And his face just kind of shifts side to side, you know, just little movements that make you human. You can feel the ticking yep. in, in his head and it hurts. Yeah. I, I want to give this man a hug. I want to tell him that everything's all right. Yep. Like, I thought the script was so good. Yeah. So good. And it doesn't, they're giving you so much like, um, what's it called? Uh, like, exposition mm-hmm. but it never feels like it's no, giving you exposition no. no i feel maybe the reason i think it it might have felt long to me is because it does feel like a book being read to you i guess so yeah in a good way mm. like it's amazing storytelling yeah sit down and listen to this sit story. down and listen to it you could get away without watching it itself you could just get away with listening to it the entire time mm. and you'd probably enjoy it just as much you know, Although you'll miss all you'll that, miss you'll that miss footage. all the fucking mind blowing pictures, but like it it just shows how well they do yeah. of showing not telling. I oh, honestly, this is going to become one of my favorites. I need to get this on on Blu Ray now. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's a hard one to add find. Add it to the so collection. Add it to my my fucking bookshelf. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and look behind it; it's just rows and rows of movies. <laughs> yeah, I need to add it to the collection because it's so good. Well. Thank you so much for joining me, Jake. Thank you so much for introducing me to Lake Mungo you are 2008. Most welcome. <laughs> because it was a fucking ride. Yeah. Um, thank you everyone so much for listening. And as always, uh, we'll see you again next week. Bye-bye now. Thanks again to our guests. And thank you for listening. Don't forget to leave a rating and review. It really does help people find the podcast. And remember, you can get in on the discussion by sending us an email, cherrypophorror at gmail.com. Okay, I'll let you go. Good night. Sleep tight. Don't let the monsters bite.